We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, when we talk about the others here of Hebrews 11, in fact, in some of the other trimesters, we have taught on this under the subject of the others of Hebrews 11 or kicking over sacred cows, something I think it was entered into that. But I think we should point out some things here, even though it'd be an overlapping into that. Because here you find that it says, all of these subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, escaped the edge of the sword, and weakness were made strong, waxed valued in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, received their dead raised to life, but others were tortured. Others were not delivered. Others were sawn asunder. Now there's got to be a reason for that. And you see, there's perfectly valid questions there for someone to say, well, why was it that these others didn't get delivered? And quite often, what people say is, well, it wasn't God's will to deliver these. Well, now, wait a minute. Is God a respecter of persons? No. The Bible said God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't respect one above the other. Then there's something that these had a hold of up here that subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, and did all these great things that these others didn't get a hold of somehow. Now, there's two or three things involved there. One is that these people did go probably beyond the call of duty. They went beyond the call of duty to bring forth some of these things. Now, for instance, let me give you some reference here. Acts, the ninth chapter, verse 23. You find that it's mentioned to Paul that he was in Damascus and that they garrisoned the city to catch him and to bring him into bondage and put him in jail. And he escaped down the wall in a basket. Now, here's Paul. He's surrounded. He escaped. They let him down the wall in a basket and he got away. Now, there's other times that Paul did not. Now, let me give you another scripture to go with that. I'm not going to take time to turn to all these because we're running short on time. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Paul said, God will always, with any temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. With any temptation, any test, any trial that comes your way, Paul said, God will always make a way of escape. Now, don't read into that what most people try to read into it. Well, God sent the temptation, and then he also made a way of escape. Now, you know, if God did that, he's schizophrenic. But you know, God's not that way. He's got his act together. He didn't send you the temptation, then make a way of escape where you could miss it. No, that's the way some people believe, but that's not it. He's just simply saying that God always, any temptation you face, any problem you face in life, there is a way of escape if you'll find it. But now some of these people didn't find it, evidently. Either that, or they decided to go beyond the call of duty and just not go for it. You had Daniel in the lion's den there in the Old Testament. And he slept right there with the lion all night. And he said, the angel closed the lion's mouth. Well, now, what about these others that got devoured by the sword? Why didn't God send an angel and stop that from happening? If God is no respecter of person. I'll tell you, quite frankly, some of these people 
probably did not have the knowledge of that. The Bible says that grace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God. Then again, some of these people went beyond the call of duty and just went beyond what God required of them and said, it's so important that this happened that I'm going ahead and do it. I'm going to give my life. They chose to do that. The Apostle Paul chose the way that he was treated in his latter part of his life. He didn't have to go through those things. Because here we've just pointed out to you there that he was let down the wall in a basket. Then in Acts, the 21st chapter, you'll find that Paul was there and they were talking. He was preaching that night. He was fixing to leave and go to Jerusalem. God sent the prophet Agabus down there. Now, God sent a prophet down there. Agabus took Paul's girdle and bound his hands and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall it be to the man whose girdle this is, if he goes to Jerusalem, he'll be bound. Paul said, doesn't move me. said, I'm going anyway. Now, here's Paul on one occasion, you see. He decided to be let down the basket. God made a way of escape. And he escaped the thing that was coming to him. But here on another occasion, Paul went beyond the call of duty, evidently, because he went down there and preached to the Jews. Now, he was called to the Gentiles. And here he is going back to the Jews. And when he got down there, the Holy Ghost had told him, you're going down there, you're going to get bound. Now, he thought it was a little different binding than what it ended up being. Their religious tradition bound him. They got down there and talked him into going in and making a vow and doing all these things under the old law and got him in trouble spiritually. But now here, Paul decided not to take what the Holy Ghost said and escape that. Now, I'm not standing here telling you that Paul made a serious mistake and he shouldn't have gone down there. I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out to you that Paul had a way of escape, but he did not take it. Now, maybe, maybe he just decided to go beyond. He might have decided, well, this is too important. This needs to be preached down there. I need to be there, and I'm going, I'm going beyond the call of duty. I don't know. I'm not saying that he totally missed God. All I'm saying is that God made a way of escape. The Holy Ghost showed it to him, and then he ended up going down there, getting exactly what the Holy Ghost said. Now, God used that, and God worked in all of that. See, God will work in any situation you get yourself in. So we need to know that these things that happened, some of these were tortured. Now, let's take, for instance, Samson. He's one that was tortured. But now let's find out what caused his torture. Did God make a way of escape for him? If Samson hadn't got over in sin, he would have made it fine. But he went down to the harlot's house. And see, he got all wrapped up in sin. And he ended up missing God and getting his hair cut off. And then he lost his power and anointing. Now, you see, he was tortured because of his sin, because of what he did. So, you see, to come in here and say, well, now, you see, it was just God's will that these suffer. Oh, no. Oh, no. It wasn't God's will that Samson suffered. He suffered because of his sin. I don't know that it was God's will that Paul suffered in the manner that he suffered. I don't say that he missed God in it. But you see, that from what Paul said, God always makes a way of escape. You don't have to take it. And Paul didn't take it. 
So you see, to look at this and the things that happened and to say, well, that was just God's will. It wasn't necessarily God's will in some of those things. So we need to realize that. Now, another thing that needs to be brought out very vividly in this, and, and we, you know, don't have a, just a whole lot of time to do it, but is the fact that this last verse here in verse 40 says, God, well, let's back up a few verses. Verse 39, These all, having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. See, they received a good report, but they received not the promise. God having provided some better things for us. Now, you see, he's already said here that God's provided something better for us. Now, see, you realize that what we're talking about here, most of these people that we're talking about here was under the old covenant. Now, the Apostle Paul, he was operating under the new covenant. But Samson and all of these others, you see, they're operating under the old covenant. But here it says, God having provided some better things for us. For one thing, we were going to receive the promise, the promised Messiah. Thank God. And then he would redeem us from the curse of the law. And not only that, there'd be many things that happened. He said, God having provided better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Now, there's some things here that we could learn. And that is that sometimes we can go beyond the call of duty. And when an individual, as some of these did, I'm sure, went beyond the call of duty of what God required of them and even gave their life because it was their direction. I mean, it was their will to do that. See, we get things all balled up sometimes. We think, well, you know, I, I, I don't know why Brother so-and-so, you know, we prayed the prayer of faith and Brother so-and-so went ahead and died. I just, I just don't know. It must have been God's will. Well, no, now, wait a minute. What about Brother so-and-so? What was his will? Did he want to die? Did he want to live? Did he want to go on home? Now, see, you're not going to always be able to prevail just by the prayer of faith over somebody's will. In fact, there's very few times you'll ever be able to do that. So there are wills involved, like the Apostle Paul. You remember on one occasion, he said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. I don't know whether to depart and go and be with the Lord, which would be much better, or stay here with you. Then he thought about it a little bit. He said, well, I guess since you need me, now I'm paraphrasing, he said, I guess since you need me, I'll just stay. So there was a chance for him to go, but he decided he'd stay. And then you read over there, he said, now I'm ready to be offered. I fought a good fight, I've kept the faith, I've finished the course, and now I'm ready to be offered. See, his will had changed. Before, he said, I'm not going. I've not made the decision. I'm going to stay. And then he said, now I've decided to go, and thank God he did go. Now, we can better understand after saying that what it says here in the last verse. Again, I want to read it in Hebrews 11, verse 40. God having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect. So God had planned that there's better things for us, the better covenant for one thing. Somebody said, well, now these people did all these things in faith and they were men of great faith. And what about these others? Well, the others did not have the things that we have today. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's called How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life, 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11.
This book will tell you why many tragedies happen to people in life. Now, it won't cover everything, but it'll cover a multitude of things that'll help you have insight into how to avoid tragedies live a better life. For instance, chapter 6 of this book is wrong thinking and wrong speaking. If you think wrong, you're going to believe wrong. You believe wrong, you're going to talk wrong. You talk wrong, you're going to set things in motion that's going to cause tragedy in your life. Because Jesus taught us that you'll have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. So you're going to have to control your tongue and what you say. Chapter 7 is wrong praying. Some people pray wrong prayers. One lady called me and said, The Lord is grinding me to powder. I said, Why do you think that? She said, I prayed that he'd just grind me to powder or make me do what he wanted me to do, and he's been doing it ever since. I've had two nervous breakdowns, about to have another one. Well, see, she prayed a dumb prayer, but, you know, if she don't know any better, she can't do any better. So she was about destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I said, no, God's not grinding you to powder. You've prayed a prayer, and the devil's trying to answer your prayer, and you need to know how to pray accurately. You need to speak things that are in agreement with the Word of God. No, God's not going to make you do right. He tells you to do right, but you have to make the choice. Wrong praying. Chapter 8 is your heart produces what you plant. Whatever you plant, whatever you say out of your mouth is going to produce according to what you say. Don't talk, tickle me to death, laugh, I thought I'd die, die and go, going to die if I don't. You need this book. It's offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy, for a total of $11. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, And Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.